Welcome to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. You know, that, that name might change in this episode. We'll see. Uh, but today I'm uh, joined by uh, my guest today is a Brazilian multidisciplinary artist based in Berlin. It's just B2B right there. Um, her paintings uh, emulate personal vulnerability, bringing vibrant fluidity to the gazing eye. Please welcome Rafaela Braga. Welcome to the podcast. Yo, we here. <laughs> <laughs> you're, excited. You're 10 on 10. You're 10 on 10. Let's do it. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 100%. Um, I mean, you know, we got, got celebrities here. You know, celebrity <laughs> over here. I see you over there, Hollywood, you know. And <laughs> so I, I want to start off um, by kind of asking like this sort of introductory question for for those who are undipped and unfamiliar with you and your work, let's start off with like you sharing your story. Like, what is your story? Um, and there's some bullet points in there, but what is your story? Like that, start off at chapter one and hit, a, hit whatever chapter you want to key mm-hmm. in on your story, but start off with telling us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So um, I work mainly as a painter, but also in the fields of sculpture and performance and installation. And I think I started my way on art around 14 years old or so. That's when I started like to do some street art thing. And in Brazil, we have what we call pichu. That is like the tags, yeah. you know, only the tags, the letters. Uh, and I started on that, like doing some, some tags in the streets with friends. And then after that, I started like to get more into graffiti and doing like some drawings and all this kind of stuff until when I was maybe 17 years old. And then I started like to to bring those those paintings that I used to do in the street sure. uh, to to my place, to home, you know, uh, because I don't know, I felt that I needed like to get more, <clears throat> I don't know, more, <clears throat> uh, I don't know, I felt that art became something more personal for me, you know, I want to like to get more into the therapy side of that, you know, to use that as a tool to understand myself better and to discover other sides of myself. Because in the beginning it was just like the street art kind of thinking, you know, like this thing of, you know, putting your name around the city, you know, as a way to say, hey, I'm here, I exist, you know, especially growing up like in the suburbs, like in the in the ghettos in Brazil. So, um, yeah, so that's when my mindset changed a, a little bit. And then I started like to to see art as a tool for change myself, my own self, you know? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about a little bit of like where some of your inspirations come from. Like, let's say in your, your most recent work, like where does those, those inspirations come from? Is it, um, so, so speak on that a bit and yeah. So where'd your inspirations come from and what was one of the motivators for you to say, you know what, I want to pursue art further than what I've been doing, like growing as an artist. So 
I think my main inspiration, because I work a lot of the body subject. So in my works, you will always see these giants, you know, these big creatures, like, and I feel they kind of help me to understand better my hard subjects, you know, like, and I use them as a way to address my physical, psychological, and spiritual experiences. Sure. But, yeah, I, I always look to those bodies and try to understand what they can tell me, you know. And I use the, the canvas as a big diary, actually. So it's that place that I can kind of project and manifestate many of the things that I want in my life, you know. And saying that, I think my main inspiration will always be life itself, you know, like the people that I connect, my family, my past, my present, the future that I want to build, so, yeah, I think that's the main inspiration. And uh, I think I really decided that I want to like to pursue art around this age, you know, of 15 years old or so. Because I don't know, I think that uh, was something that I kind of accept as a mission, you know. I because growing up, like my family, most of the people comes from the the countryside, yeah. and my generation, yeah, I think started from me. Uh, we started like to have some kids growing up in the city, you know. But um, before me, I think most, yeah, actually all my my family before me comes from the, the countryside and most of them never had the chance like to to choose what what they want to work with, mm. you know, to say like, yo, I want to be an artist. No, <laughs> you can, you know, you need to <laughs> to find a way to make money, you know. So I kind of grew up like with this mindset until my oldest brother uh, he was like the most different person in the whole family, you know, mm -hmm. he was like a, uh, a skater and he was al always outside with friends, like another lifestyle. And then he, I think, yeah, he moved out from our, our home around 18 years old to pursue yeah. this, this dream, you know, of being a, a skater. Yeah. But then everything like got wrong in the the way. But I mean, uh, in the end, I think was kind of his destiny because he became like a tattoo artist uh, by the age of 20 years old or so. And then this was like the first artist in the family, you know, because we don't have artists. Like right. most of uh, my family members, they were working like with, uh, you know, more with the... Um, how do, how do we say in English? Uh, in the farm, they were like working on farms. Yeah. And most of the women were working uh, at home, you know, like taking care of the kids and all these kind of things. And yeah, so my brother became like this tattoo artist and started like to make money with that. And then I, I saw on him like another opportunity in my life, yeah. you know, like, okay. 
So I think I have something else, you know, I can do that too, you know, I, I can become an artist if I want to. And yeah, I, I think then was like on that time when I was maybe 15 years old that I realized that, okay, so if my brother can do that, I can do it too. Yeah. And then I just like started to manifest inside my own self that I wanted to do that. And there was like this public uh, art school in my city. Yeah. That they had different types of courses like theater, dance, and I did everything. I did drawing, I, uh, I did sculpture. The only thing that I didn't was painting because on that time I felt it was too boring for me, you know, like... <laughs> I don't know, in Brazil and especially in my city because I come from the, the middle of Brazil, and it's really like um, people are really close-minded, you know? Mm -hmm. And we don't talk a lot about contemporary art or this kind of things. And sure. art is something that is really seen as something from the, uh, the rich, you know? Yeah. So actually, like, I went to a museum for the first time. I think I was maybe 16 years old, you know. My mom, she just went to a gallery, an art gallery, for the first time this year wow. in her 50s to see my exhibition in Brazil, you know, because it's kind of that. It's not that common, you know, to go to an art gallery or to go to a museum because it's seen as something for the elite, right. you know. yeah. So I kind of grew up with this mindset that painting wasn't something for me. And I remember that I went to this the, the, the first class of the painting and I didn't want to do it because they were kind of, uh, they were learning to, to paint roses uh, on oil paint. And I remember on the time I was like doing street art and, you know, <laughs> painting on the street. And I was like, yo, that's too boring for me. I, I don't want to do that. I'm not doing roses. That's, yeah. that's so. So and, and thank you. Thank you for, for walking us through that, because I think a lot of times um, what a artist's experience is, is not always like in there, in that conversation. It's like, oh, you make this work and that's all I care about. But I, I really like yeah. hearing and when people share what they do and share some of the experiences that go into it. And, you know, like in, in reading your byline, your your intro, that there's personal personal vulnerability that's baked into your work. So it's good to hear like some of the ideas and some of the experiences that went into you being coming an artist early on. So in, in splitting time between New York with your, your New York cap on, I got, I got feelings about that, and uh, Berlin and being from Brazil, what is, what's changed you? What has changed about you as an artist? Like maybe how you apply your process, um, different parameters you might put in place. How have you changed as an artist being in vastly different places? Yeah, I feel like I will always bring with me a part of my my cultural thing from Brazil, you know. And I feel in these four years, like uh, living outside of my country and traveling, 
to many different places. I feel that I kind of take a little bit of the, all these different cultures and kind of put that with my Brazilian culture and, you know, make something, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I don't know, like when I first moved here four years ago, uh, growing up like in the middle of Brazil, I don't know that many cities in Brazil actually because it's super expensive to travel there. Right. So actually the first time that I saw the ocean in my life, like really seeing the ocean and going to 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 the sea, uh, was like in Barcelona, in Spain, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in Brazil, I couldn't afford to go to Rio, you know, uh, or go to the north of Brazil that would have like beautiful places. But yeah, I couldn't really afford that. So actually, I grew up uh, with many waterfalls, what is also like nice and all. Right. But <laughs> yeah, I saw the ocean for the first time, like in Spain, you know, and yeah, so I think when I first moved here, especially uh, because I think in the whole Latin America, maybe we have this mindset that Europe and also the U.S. is something like, wow, you know, magic, Disneyland, you know, <laughs> And because, I mean, most of the movies that we watch, it's always like from here, you know. So uh, we grew up with this really romantic idea from those places. Right. So one of the things that I was really curious moving to to Europe and going to U.S. after also like was to to really to really know, you know, those places that everyone's talking about and. To see, like, especially in Europe, I feel like to to get to know this place that robbed us, like, so much, you know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and to kind like, of create more this um, uh, decolonized mindset, you know, I think that was really important, actually, to my work, you know, sure. uh, so I could kind of uh set my art free of the the colonials mindset you know and yeah i think i have been building a lot like in this past few years because i mean when you first come out of your country especially if you are from the third world i think you first have this really romantic vision of the things but then you started like to really realize that no yo that's not disneyland you know you can't play (laughs) but yeah so it has been a really nice um experience those years like for sure thank you i want to ask you about about this um i think sometimes creativity can come out of having limitations. Um, so I read that placing limitations in terms of maybe time, maybe materials keeps the work interesting. Like we make art in time that's allowed, or we make art with, with resources that are allowed. And on occasion, I forget to write questions or I forget to send them to people, or I forget to bring a microphone. It's like, how am I going to do a podcast without a microphone? You know, things of that nature. Right. 
do do you uh, kind of add limitations within your work, maybe in saying, I'm only going to use one color here or I'm only going to mm. do this size? How do you add limitations to your work as an effort to maybe keep it interesting and, and, and draw something out of yourself? So, yo, I mean, when I started like to paint, actually all the techniques that I created and all the materials that I were using uh, when I first started, like everything was based of the things that I could afford, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was like using wall paint and gouache, you know, like kids <laughs> paintings and all this kind of stuff, everything that I could afford. And also like um, till nowadays, I never really stretch the, the canvas. Um, but in the beginning was something that, was like because I didn't really have the money to buy the canvas stretch it or like to do it by myself. So I was just like uh, using the, the fabric, you know. Yeah. But then all those things like the wall paint and the known stretch canvas, they kind of became my style, you know, because I started like to like to use those things. Until nowadays, I use wall paint. I love it. You know, it's different for all the kinds of the, from the other kinds of paintings. And I, I hate to stretch my canvas. I don't like. I really love the way that the fabric kinds have its own life. You know, and I, I love the imperfections in, in the art. You know, I love that. And I really like to be kind of free in my art, you know, and because I, I feel like that I look at to art, uh, uh, kind of searching for that, you know, a place that I could kind of be free and could have, and I, I don't know, that a place that I couldn't have like people judging me about <laughs> things, you know, that I could just like do whatever I have on my mind. And yeah, I think my whole style of work is based on that, you know, and I don't know. I love to work with the imperfections and uh, to just create and to to give more importance to the experience of the creation than to the, the beauty standard of the art world, whatever it is, you know, like. Yeah. And to to just build something that is honest to who I am, you know, I'm not really like into the the beauty part of that, you know. Of course, like I think in the end we are creating beautiful things because that's uh, what happens when you are honest with yourself, especially like doing arts. But that's not the the main goal, you know. The main goal, I think, is more like about the the, uh, the experience, you know. Like, because I really feel that I'm kind of living a story with those figures while I'm creating that in my studio, you know. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I two two things I want to say with that. I I think yeah, having those imperfections in there that makes it feel real. And I have an example in doing this. Like I try to keep these conversations as candid and as intellectually curious as possible. So sometimes a question might fall flat. Sometimes a person may not have a really great answer, but I like to keep that in because it feels like it's a real conversation. 
Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And in the process of, of editing and stuff, I used to trim out all the ums and all of that. And I was like, this doesn't feel like a real conversation. I want the realness there. I, you know, I want the truth in this art. That that was very corny, but that's what I want. And and also, uh, I must admit, it, over your left shoulder, that is a fire piece right there. Um, the one that's behind <laughs> you. That Those are like my favorite colors. I really dig that. Really? That yes. one? Yes. Over here? Uh, the, the other one, the other one. This one? Yeah. Okay, that's cool. That's on the making, actually. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a I fan. Love, I love to work with black and white, and yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. So I got a, I got a couple more real questions for you. And even you, even you get the rapid fire questions. Everyone gets the rapid fire questions. That's the rule here. Okay. So... I, I, I'm always interested in the kind of how creatives, how artists, how they socialize. What sorts of creative folks, artists and so on, do you like hang out with? Do you network with? And, you know, kind of how how do those relationships go? It's crazy. I don't know why, but I feel like musicians, they always kind of are in my life. You know, since I was a kid. I have always hanging out with people that have bands or are singers or producers. I don't know why. I really don't know why, but it happens, you know. And also dancers. Most of my friends are dancers and performers. Here in Berlin, of course, we always have many friends that are DJs, you know, like always. Uh, yeah, I don't have many painters friends yeah. at all. Like, I feel like the painting, the, the painter life is really lonely sometimes, you know, because like looking to my friends that are like musicians and dancers, I feel they always have their own crew, you know, of mm -hmm other artists that they kind of connect and do the same thing but as a painter no way you know like everyone is always in their own space and no one wants to share anything with some with anybody else you know it's always like a lonely place but yeah so yeah i think most of my friends are like dancers and musicians producers also many like uh, fashion designers and photographers yeah yeah for sure that's the, the, the people that surround me the most are you driven in your work more by curiosity passion frustration or is it is it something else I think it's a mix of everything. <laughs> of That's a fair things, answer. That's a know? fair answer. <laughs> Desperation and love, you know. <laughs> it's kind of that. I don't know. Like, I feel that, I mean, I understand really early in my life that I want to, like, to be an artist. And I think that the thing that most moved myself was love, you know, simple but I don't know. I also feel that art kind of never let me go also, you know, like even even the times that I didn't want to pursue art because I knew that it would be something difficult. Yeah. I feel that art found, found me again, you know, like in a way, because I think sometimes uh, when something needs to, to happen, it will happen, you know. So, yeah, I think love for sure is the the thing that is still keeping myself doing that. You know, I, I'm doing like 
pieces that has like five meters, you know, <laughs> that yeah. she doesn't sell easy, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, I mean, you, you need to have passion, you know, otherwise, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's love for me. It's obsession. It's, uh, you know, validation in some regards of, you know, can I do this? Can I have this conversation? Can wow. I talk to this person? Um, and, you know, there's always you a... Prove to yourself, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's a certain degree of difficulty. Like, I've, I, I, I try to pride myself on if someone's work interests me and then they have something that seems like it's more than just, hey, you paint a pretty picture or, hey, you make good songs. And I feel like I can have a conversation with them and it's of substance. That's the thing that I'm always looking for and always driving that. And, you know, seeing that someone has some deepness in it. And I I would imagine with you, like emotions play a big part in your work or what have you. Um, and that I read that your uh, paintings are a diary with a thousand possible interpretations. I read that somewhere. Um, so so tell me more about that. Now that'll be where we wrap up at on the real questions. <laughs> okay so yeah i always saw my work uh as a big diary you know a place that i can put all my secrets and a place that i can be soft and vulnerable because i mean in the day by day life we don't have time to be vulnerable sometimes you know like you can't you know it's dangerous you know to be vulnerable like so <laughs> I don't know, like, I always felt that I use the canvas as this place that I can just be my own self and I can tell my secrets and have those conversations that, for me, like, I kind of see as an exchange between me and the canvas that I also see as the universe, you know, so I'm kind of manifesting many things yeah. while I'm writing on, on those canvas, you know? So yeah, it's this big diary of thousands. <laughs> so, so, so when you're, so when you're having your, your, your secrets in it, I, like every now and again, I'll have references to things that people are like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about, but it's like one person that's going to get it. And they're like, you're funny or you're stupid or whatever. Do, do you kind of like tell me about how you're working those those secrets into your work? Um, and like, is it really obscure? Is it something for you? Is it something that let's say if it's about a particular person, you know, let's say a loved one, a significant other, whatever, that it's baked into that? Like, yeah, this is for you. You know, this is for you. You know what I mean? Um, is that the type of secrets that go into your work? Yo, so that's the thing. I hide my secrets in my work. <laughs> I love that. I never let people understand what the fuck I'm talking about, you know? So <laughs> Intentionally vague. I, I love it. <laughs> I mix. I always mix, like, the Portuguese with the English. And then I always write, like, letters on top of other letters. So people look at it and they just see, like, a mess, you know? So that's it, you know? <laughs> You gotta crack that I'm code. using it as a diary, but I'm not giving you the keys for this diary at all. <laughs> That's funny. That's, I, I love it. That, that answers that question of, do you put hidden meanings? Yes. Yes, I do. Of course. <laughs> Mine's is just open book. It's like chapter one, I'm dumb. Yeah. Chapter two, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. Yo. Like, come on. <laughs> So I, I want to hit you with some rapid fire questions real quick. Um, 
they're they're all over the place, but they're fun questions. Okay. All right. And, you know, don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. Brevity is key here. All right. Uh, you know, move, moving, you're, you're currently based in, in, in Berlin, moving from Brazil. I've had some Brazilian food. Cocina, I've, I've, I've had some Brazilian food. Little, yeah, I'm down. Uh, what do you like to eat in Berlin? In Berlin? Yeah. Yo, Berlin is all about Asian food. Really? So lots of Indonesia food. Yeah, for real. Like here is all about Thai food. Yeah, Thai food is it's my go to Berlin, you know, for sure. <laughs> Thai food sounds sounds good actually. Uh <laughs> so what has been your your favorite over the last few years? You, I would imagine you've traveled more and so on. Where what's been your favorite place to travel? I don't know, yo, like um... Come on, I don't know. I think each place has like its own personality, you sure. know? Like I love to go to different places. But actually, I, I, I will not lie that I really want to explore Brazil more, you know? That's I think Brazil is for sure like the place that I want to travel more, you know? I need to go to Brazil more, you know? And really see those different types of cultures that my own country has, you know? Yeah, um, that's actually on my short list of places as well. Because like I was saying before we got started, it's like, all right, I've interviewed a fair amount of folks from Brazil. And I was like, what, what? I was like, I just need to go down there. It's just, yeah, it's, yo, it's, it's, it's super black. It's super black. It's just yeah. black people. <laughs> just, yeah. Name a gadget that has changed your life. A gadget? Yeah, like any device, maybe cell phone or something. Because people always, yeah, the iPhone changed my life. I'm sure it made it worse. I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Yo, analog photographs, analog cameras, for really? real. This shit changes my life. The way of looking at things, yeah. for sure. Yeah, like I have been doing a lot of um, self photographs with my analog camera in my studio you know just to because i love to the act of how do you say um when you take pictures of things and, yeah. and make videos like you're, um, you're like documenting and, and yeah exactly i love documentation and i think it's really important as an artist to documentate your things and i love to documentate myself inside my studio you know like or during the process, you know, yeah. because then I look all those pictures and I'm like, yo, remember how, how I was feeling on the time and which part of life I was it, you know? So yeah, for sure. Analog cameras. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. I, I like how you describe that. And that's a, something that's of, of interest, I think for an artist, whether it is the artist, that's the subject of that, or just other people checking out, like, where were you at during this process? You have it documented and, um, people want that BTS sort of, um, experience. Yeah. And I think like analog is so raw, you know, it's different because I mean, you don't have that many pictures that you can do. So you have like 36 poses or so. And so you really think about the show, you know, that we're yeah. doing. And I think that it's more real, you know, like it's different than doing like with the cell phone. True. Are you more of a thinker or a doer? A doer, for sure. Like, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> for sure. Like everything in my life, like 
that's why I dropped off the the university, you know, because I want to do things. But they were like just thinking, you know what I mean? So, yeah. were, I don't know. They were studying about doing paintings and I want to like to do it, you know. So, yeah, I have always been the type of person that learn uh, things by doing that. Mm -hmm. And each time that I have an idea, of course, that I think about that and all, but I need action in my life to be able to, to, to continue, you know, uh, yeah, there wasn't, things doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm somewhat of both. Like, I, I like to think about things, but yeah, sometimes. Yeah, I think we need like an, a balance, a balance yeah. right? But so I'm, I'm not a dude that reads instructions. I'm like, look, I'm putting this together. I, I don't care. You know, it's just like, yeah, that goes here, right? That's not a screw. You you literally glued that together. Ah, it's fine. Uh, so this is the last one I got for you. Um, okay. Name three things. This is a weird question. Name three things that are always next to your bed. Next to my bed? Yeah. I always have a bottle my of glasses? water next to <laughs> you. You wear glasses? Yeah, I wear glasses, but right now I'm using lenses. <laughs> but I have my glasses. And what else? Yo, I don't know. I need to think. I need to think. And let me think. Uh, next to my bed. <clears throat> Yo, yeah, some lavender oil. I have that. I always put some lavender, you know, in my nose. Oh, so like the, yeah, I got you. <laughs> when I'm going to sleep, you know, like to relax. Yeah. And maybe what else? What else I have? Like maybe some weed, you know, like, I don't know. It as you should. Some Palo as, Santo. Some as Palo you should. Santo, for sure. Some Palo Santo and hose yeah. water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so that's pretty much all the questions that I have for you today. Um, Amazing. It was lovely to speak with you. 100%. So I, in this, I, I'd like to, um, again, thank you for coming on. And I want to invite and encourage you to tell the fine folks, the listeners, where to check you out, where to check your workout, social media, website. The floor is yours. I'm always on IG. <laughs> you can find me on Rafaela Braga. <laughs> R-A-F-A-E-L-L-A-B-R-A-G-A -L -L -A -A -A. <laughs> Rafaela Braga <laughs> That's great <laughs> So with that I want to thank Rafaela Braga for coming on to the podcast and I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art in and around your neck of the woods you just got to look for it